Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Our guest is Pooja Malik, partner at Nippon Capital. Pooja, by my count, depending upon what you look at, um, we've had six 2% rallies in a day this year. And we're still in the midst of, of a bear market. We're down about 23-odd percent or so if you look at uh, major benchmarks. But the thing is that one of these days, one of these will find some traction. My guess is we're not here yet, but what's your, what's your analysis? Hi, good morning, and thank you for having me. I agree with you. I think these are bear market rallies. The first set of rallies were definitely driven by short covering, and you saw a lot of that globally as well as in Asia. This current um, rally that you're seeing in China since late yesterday and possibly today is being driven by the government announcing measures to support the market either directly or through mutual funds and changes in policies and encouraging companies to do buybacks, etc. I think that these rallies are more likely short-lived because eventually the market will look through to earnings before they can be a sustained rally. I was going to say, I mean, obviously, we're going to look at earnings as well. But with regards Mm. to some of the support that we are expecting to see from authorities, because people were a little disappointed from the Congress, Mm -hmm. what further support are you expecting? And I guess what kind of moves can we see in China's economy, given we're all a little bit on tenterhooks that the third quarter GDP was delayed? Right. And, you know, the academic research shows that when companies delay reporting, it's generally a bad sign. They have bad news to report and the same probably transfers over to governments as well. But coming back to your question, what signs can we expect to see from the government? I think we could see more direct buying by the national team itself, but more likely, I think we're likely to see continued stimulus, helping the property market, helping chip companies, helping green economy, um, but also sectors like pharma that will enable this common prosperity dream to come through. So I think we'll see a sustained set of measures, but unfortunately for the market, I don't think it's all going to come as a big package on one day. Your analysis of of President Xi's speech, uh, you know, there was obviously a lot in there that could be deemed as somewhat negative for markets. Uh, There was some that could be seen as positive, but net-net in terms of policy, is policy going to be our friend going forward or our enemy? It's going to depend on which sector you're investing in. So I think the mega cap tech stocks, there's still a ton of policy uncertainty, even though she very clearly said that innovation from technology is going to drive growth. It's not necessarily clear that it's going to come from the mega cap stocks. It's more likely going to come from the very hardware software intense mid caps that the government is going to support as opposed to Tencent, Alibaba, Baidu, where the government is still worried about consolidation of power. On the other hand, there will be sectors that the government will support. Um, You know, we talked about that, right? 
renewables being one, um, pharma being another, and I think eventually property as well will get government support, maybe not right now, but over the next six to 12 months. So as we've seen with this Bloomberg economic projections, the chance of a U.S. recession 100% next year. But as Brian alluded to, Bank of America's Brian Moynihan says consumers showing little weakness. Is the consumer enough to kind of buffer a very strong economic downturn? Juliet, I think the fact that the U.S. consumer is still strong is just a sign that that shoe hasn't dropped as yet. I think this is more of a timing thing because given where inflation is, you know, still close to nine to 10 percent, at some point we will likely see capitulation from the U.S. consumer. Um, and you see this in markets as well, right? Emerging markets are down almost 40 percent from their peak in February 21, but the world and the U.S. is down only 16 percent over that time period. Definitely the strength of the consumer has helped, but I don't think we can count on that continuing over the next 12 months. Can you make the case that inflation has already turned, but because of the lagged effect, particularly of owner's equivalent rent, which is not really rents paid by people, but it's more like looking at uh, property prices, and they have come down. We already know that. Uh, can we assume that, you know, that somewhere in the next little period, you're going to see a big downturn in inflation, uh, and you might as well try to get out in front of it? doubt that because in the U.S. inflation is being driven by oil prices, energy, and by food inflation. And both of those issues still persist, Brian. You know, oil is still at $90. You saw OPEC announce the cut recently, and the agricultural supply chain is still very constrained. So unless we don't see those two issues resolving, I don't see how inflation comes down. I wanted to get your thoughts. You touched on emerging markets there, but where you're seeing significant opportunities for outperformance. I know in the notes you've you've given us, you've touched on Korea and Brazil. What are you seeing? I think the real story in emerging markets is the dispersion. So Korea is down 45%, and Korea is really a high beta play geared to the global economy. And so today you're seeing, for example, the Kostak bounce back up 2%, just in line with the U.S., and so Korea is just a high beta recovery play. I think it's still early to buy Korea. Um, I would wait to see more signs of a global recovery before getting into Korea. But coming back to the real point on dispersion, while Korea is down 45%, Indonesia is down only 4% and Brazil is up 15%. And a lot of this performance differential is based on differences in expected EPS growth. So the way we're seeing opportunities is in stocks that are domestically oriented in resilient sectors, quasi-monopoly situations, and structural growth. So a good example is you know, a stock we've owned for a long time called Al-Hamadi Holding, which is a hospital operator in Saudi Arabia, benefiting from COVID recovery as people are coming back to the hospital for elective procedures. And so very domestically oriented stock, resilient sector, healthcare, um, quasi-monopoly, and structural growth. So that stock, for example, is up 50% year to date. Um, Juliet, and that dispersion is the opportunity in EM. So what will we see move first? Will it be the dollar, for instance, or will it be bond yields coming down uh, to give us a sign that, um, that a lot of the pressure that's being, um, you know, uh, foisted on, um, on, on the global economy will ease? That's a good question, because as we look to next year, that's something we're thinking about as well, which is what is the catalyst going to be for a recovery? And the catalyst can be earnings. So when you start seeing you know, earnings bounce back, and of course, the market will price that maybe six months ahead of time. 
or the other catalysts can be um, regulatory political news, either from China or a Fed pivot as well, right? When you start seeing signs of a Fed slowdown. Um, however, we're not seeing any of those catalysts as yet. So I think we're in this volatile market for a while, Brian. Pooja, great to have your insights. Thanks for joining us on Daybreak Asia. Pooja Malik is partner at Nippon Capital, joining us from Menlo Park, California, here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.